Welcome in, everybody, to the Longhorn Republic, your source for Texas Longhorn news, sports, and opinions with a bit of snark built in. We are a podcast of Burnt Origination, and you can find more great Texas Longhorn coverage at burntorigination.com. Come as you listen to the show, it'd mean a lot to us if you left us a rating or a review on iTunes. It helps a ton of visibility out there. Share this with your friends wherever you found it, whether it was Google Play or Stitcher. Let them know, hey, if you like Longhorn content, check out these guys. They're pretty good and kind of funny. Uh, my name is Gerald Goodridge, and I am joined this week, like I am every week, a man who separates the weak from the obsolete, Kyle Carpenter. Kyle, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful, man. I had snow uh, this past week in, in Texas. That's not a thing you always get to say. I was in New Braunfels, Texas. Uh, it was the Wassel Fest miracle. I was in the streets of New Braunfels drinking hot Wassel, which for those of you not from uh, the tradition of uh, either German, English, whatever that is, uh, of drinking basically a hot spice cider. You can make it leaded or unleaded with your choice uh, of alcohol or not. I went not, but walking through the streets, all of a sudden the rain got a little heavier and I was getting snowed upon, heavy, heavy snowflakes, and I was like a three-year-old kid, and I'm still kind of on a high. So I'm doing great. I don't blame you. I mean, what better weather for Wasselfest than uh, than snow? Like, I, I can't think of anything better. Yeah, and I, I don't know that it's ever happened before, asking the uh, the locals. It seems like maybe the first time. So uh, great to be there. It was awesome. Always back to be, uh, always good to be back in central Texas, but settle back in in Houston now. Historic weather patterns. Make of that what you will. So we've got a little bit of news this week. We'll try, we'll try to keep it short. That's hard for the two of us. Uh, Texas has, after two years of a not-so-interim athletic director, finally hired a man who they think will be the full-time athletic director. Some awards were given out, some honors were given out, uh, and then obviously we will hit on some basketball, both men and women, and also a little bit of volleyball. The ladies were in action again this weekend, but let's start at the man who's going to drive the bus for all of this. You know Everything that we talk about, after two years of having Mike Perrin as the interim athletic director, I think it's weird to hire a head football, fire and hire a head football coach with an interim athletic director, but neither here nor there. Uh, so after two years of Mike Perrin, uh, Texas has hired Chris Del Conte away from the Texas Christian Horn Frogs. He's been at TCU for the last eight years. He helped bring them to the Big 12, helped oversee a couple of multi-million dollar renovations at their facility. So Kyle... Uh, what does this do for you? We've had we got the news over the weekend. He had his opening press conference Monday morning. What does this do for you as a Texas fan? Uh, this is great. This shows a uh, to me shows a, a good level of competence. Um, anyone who seems to know anything about this guy has worked with this guy, uh, has been anywhere near this guy, uh, raves about him. Seems to think this is a fantastic hire. Everyone I know that's related uh, or in some way touched that TCU program is sad to see him go. Um, and even in his days in Rice, I uh, I knew uh, Coach Bailiff. Um, who actually no longer is at, at Rice, sadly, but was kind of the uh, the highest point that they've seen in their career or in their recent history since probably the 50s. Um, got them to 10-win season, got them a couple bowl games, um, and that's all under him. And, and so, I, you know, I think it's a, I think it's a, a home run, knocked out of the park higher. Um, I love that there weren't leaks and there's no uh, no sieves in, in, in uh, Belmont right now that that this news didn't get out from his side, that news didn't get out. I like this. I like, uh, I like not having a leaky faucet with all our stuff getting, uh, getting out there and, uh, being a rumor mill. 
Um, so I hope he runs an organization just like this. I hope we come in, we make smart, correct decisions and hires. We don't just go for the flash. We do things well, run a well, you know, media side of the house, uh, run that well. And uh, this is a sign of things to come. You hit on something there. It was it was kind of quiet. It was kind of, you know, low key, not a ton of, you know, pomp and flash. It just kind of came out of nowhere, which is awesome. Again, Belmont has been a, a leak factory for a long time. So it's glad to see that the the loose lips will no longer sink the <laughs> ships there. You know, for me, one of the biggest things is that Del Conte was there for for the the renaissance at TCU he was there for their big upswing you know over the last 8 years their obviously their football program has been on an unprecedented run bringing them from the mountain west over to the big 12 and you know becoming one of the class teams of the big 12 keeping a guy like Gary Patterson at TCU throughout that TCU is not yeah. a destination job really so the fact that he's been able to keep Gary Patterson happy who could probably go get, you know, a blue blood program job somewhere based on his performance at TCU recruiting the guys that, you know, Texas and OU didn't want. So that to me is great. The The basketball team's at number 14 right now. He hired uh, Jamie Dixon away from Pittsburgh. Um, you know, the baseball team continues to flourish. So I think, you know, Del Conte knows something. And obviously the Texas brand carries a little more weight than TCU. That's not a, a diss on TCU. I, I have nothing but respect for TCU. They're, they're one of the few programs I can stand in the Big 12. But, uh, but the Texas brand just has some more clout. So seeing what somebody who was able to do that what he, what he did at TCU with the brand of Texas behind him is going to be interesting to see. And he said it in his presser, you know, what are teams like TCU chasing? They're chasing Texas. They're trying to get to this level. And so he's excited to see what he can do with all the resources in the world and with the school that everyone already wants to be. Um, so I'm excited. Sometimes that's tough, though. It's, it's tough to go um, from being the little guy trying to get there and, you know, you can take the chances to uh, to being the big established brand and having to uh, make sure you do everything right. <clears throat> the the baseball thing can't be overshadowed enough. I mean, they've been to the College World Series each of the past four seasons. That's a huge deal. Um, he's he's retained their good coaches in in Patterson, and I believe it's uh, Schlesnagel um, is the baseball coach. Probably saying that wrong. But, uh, I mean, these are guys that could have gone to, like you said, bigger jobs. And bringing in Jamie Dixon, who had a great, great, great career at, at, at Pitt, took them on some runs there coach some some stars at that team um and to bring him home he's actually a tcu alum but to bring him home you know that's that's just smart these are shrewd things if if texas comes to a point where they need a coaching hire i feel pretty confident with that uh, or that we'll be able to keep our coaches uh in place um and hopefully we have coaches who are winning enough that that's even an issue but uh you know um I, I think you have to really think about it like this. When we were in school, it was DeLoss, and it, it had always been DeLoss. For as long as we could remember or maybe been alive, it had been DeLoss. And that really is Texas. Texas, as we know it, in the AD position, as it's known, uh, has been has been DeLoss. And then we basically had one hire that really didn't pan out. Uh, Patterson, uh, for all his branding and, and world domination ideas, just really didn't pan out. And we had to bring in Perrin to kind of calm the waters. And kudos to him. Great. Uh, great job as an interim to do, like you said, the hiring, the firing, the uh, the getting the uh, alumni back on board, the all the things he's had to do, and he's done a fantastic job. And I know he continue to be a part of the family. There's, he's not going anywhere. But this feels big. This feels like we're we're again we're, we're reaching out, and we had our time. We were not rushed. We could have done this. This didn't come out of you know rush need because all of a sudden, hey, we have to do it. But I think we we took our time and found the right guy. And so I'm excited to see it. I'm also excited um, that his nickname is CDC. You know, right now the Texas program is a bit diseased in certain areas so uh so yeah. the duality of his nickname there cdc will uh, will hopefully prove to be true when he controls this cuts off the uh the weak limbs and and, and regrows texas to where it needs to be there's going to be some pruning and that's okay 
the, the way the tree grows tall and strong is to cut off the weak limbs, like Kyle said. Let's move on and get on to some particulars, uh, not necessarily on the highest level. So we we had the college football awards ceremony recently, and we had Texas had a couple of guys up for awards. Michael Dixon up for the Ray Guy, Deshaun Elliott up for the Thorpe Award. Uh, Dixon came away with the win. Uh, Deshaun, in my opinion, was robbed for the Thorpe Award. That maybe uh, controversial opinion, hot take, whatever. But uh, so Dixon wins the way guy. Deshaun misses out on the Thorpe Award. So Kyle, let's just reflect a little bit on on Dixon's year. We we herald him a lot on this show as probably the best player on the team, the most consistent player on the team yeah. for sure. Kyle, like. What does a performance like that mean for Texas moving forward? I'm just going to say it right here. Dixon was jobbed. While he was at the ceremony, they should have just gone ahead and given him the Heisman. Uh, you don't know why they gave it to Baker Mayfield. I'd say they're pretty equal. Could have gone either way. But uh, the guy was incredible. 15 of his, his 73 punts this year were under 40 yards. And that doesn't sound particularly great. But when you think about it, of the 15, which, which again, is not a huge number, seven were fair caught or down inside the 10. Uh, and another one at the 12. Um, so even when he's not booming it, he's pinning it. And then on the other side, he had 26 punts net uh, more than 50 and nine net more than 60, which is which is crazy. He's got the leg. He's got the precision. And the the craziest thing that I love, um, because Texas, you know, we said Texas special teams wasn't always perfect um, on returns, on coverage, on, you know, obviously field goals. Um, so if you're a one man show, how do you do that? Well, out of his 73 punts, only 17 were returned and nine of those were for less than three yards uh, and five going for negative yards. Um, so, I mean, the guy is very good at his job. It's it's like being the the specialist, the the uh, in the workplace. You know, you're the you're the engineer who uh, who who everyone can go to and knows your math comes out right, and they never have to double check it. You know, you're you're the guy. You may not be there every play, but as soon as it, it comes to you, you actually end up saving the whole project. So uh, I hope this doesn't mean that uh, Michael Dixon leaves early. And it's a crazy thing to think punter to leave early, but I don't know, man. You win the Ray, Ray guy. What what else do you have to prove? But I just want to point out that to me, uh, I remember just cursing him after the Oklahoma State game uh, when uh, when I was calling him Fumbles McShrimp on the Barbie. Um, <laughs> And I feel like he – I don't know if a player has made a bigger uh, a bigger transformation, at least in my own eyes and opinion as a fan of him. But uh, what a year. What a guy. Uh, and if this is nothing but a punter podcast, I'm, I'm all for it. Kyle's vaguely offensive nicknames established 1988. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm of the legitimate belief that Dixon is probably one of the reasons why Texas is 6-6. Six and six. They they were able to play good defense and – and play field position. Uh, and so without without a good punter, that bend don't break just becomes break if, yeah. you've got, if you're defending short fields all the time. So I think a lot of the defensive success comes from the fact that they were able to pin their ears back and go after quarterbacks because it was, you know, first and 10 from the five. Like you can you can do a lot more as a defense uh, when you have those situations and it makes a guy like Todd Orlando look a lot better when, when your defense can force an offense to be one-dimensional thanks to your – Punter. So it wasn't just yearly awards that were given out. Uh, all American lists are coming out left and right. I feel like every publication has an all American list. We'll probably do a list of all Americans after the bowl. No, we won't. That's way too much work. <laughs> uh, but uh, so we got a couple of, of Texas players honored as all Americans by some various, various publications. Texas actually had its first uh, AP all American since 2009. You may recognize some of these names. Uh, 
uh, McCoy, Shipley, and Thomas. That is of the Earl variety, Earl Thomas. So we had obviously the punter, first team, uh, Michael Dixon. Deshaun Elliott uh, was a first team all – these are first teamers. So first team All-American, uh, Deshaun Elliott, both Sports Illustrated, AP, and the Walter Camp. Uh, Dixon somehow was the second team All-American for Sports Illustrated. Uh, Malik Jefferson – Man who we love, uh, AP and Sports Illustrated, second team, Deshaun, uh, SB Nation, second team, again, SB Nation, uh, parent of this show, glad to be here. And then honorable mention, <laughs> both by SB Nation, Malik, and the man, the myth, the legend, Puna, Puna, on the honorable mentions list for SB Nation. So well deserved. Texas had five different players. Get all American honors, all from the defense. Kind of tells the story of the season a little bit. So, Kyle, what does it mean as Texas is in the thick of things for a lot of big name recruits to have guys like this and, and accolades like this coming in left and right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're if you're a big time recruit, you what this shows is, look, if you play at Texas and you play well at Texas, your talent is going to be recognized, even if Texas is not air quotes. Texas, you know, even a, a mediocre Texas team by all standards, by historical standards, you're still going to get recognized. So if you're a recruit and you have to sell, you have to buy into the dream and say this Texas team is going to be good. Then you remember back to your childhood at this point, which is sad to say, uh, but Texas being really, really good every week. Um, and you look at guys like, you know, like a Colt McCoy who had just an unbelievable career with less than a stellar arm, right? He, he wasn't, he was a, he was a, not a big name recruit, but went there uh, and was put in a position to be one of the, the best college quarterbacks of all time. Uh, you look at, you know, obviously your Vince Youngs, you look at just these big, big names that are part of the college football landscape. And you have to think, all right, if Malik Jefferson can take a team that's nowhere um, and really carve an NFL career out of that, just based on his, his energy, his effort, his commitment to this program, you know, if Deshaun Elliott, who, who, has had his ups and downs, has, has flashed a little and just came on and had a year, could almost win the Thorpe Award and probably get himself about a second-round draft pick off off a season at Texas, then sure, I'd like to play there. I'd like to see what goes. And I know SEC gets the cloud of, you know, it is the SEC. But again, at the end of the day, when when there's no other school like Texas, there's no other Texas. I mean, it makes the most money. It, it has its own network. I mean, it, it's just the, the burn orange and the audacity and the swagger and the Texas. And so if you can picture yourself in that, in the in the Texas of, of your Texas being back, just think, you know, this five All-Americans might might be eight. You know, it, it, you could be a part of that. So I think this is huge for recruiting. Um, I think it helps to sell these guys that uh, also have some talent developed because a guy like Puna came through and did his whole career. He was coached up. You know, he, he worked his butt off. He got every opportunity, you know, undersized, under whatever, however metric you want to use. And he got there. So, again, I think you can see it from both sides, like a Malik and Puna right there, the raw talent uh, versus the guy who who just – you know, did everything, took every bit of coaching and, and every bit of film and actually went out and executed it. And each of them saw this reward. And each of them is going to go on to an NFL career. Yeah. And you see a guy like like Malik who says he's going to bring Texas back to prominence and be the guy. And he's one of the guys who, you know, Texas is, I think, on an upswing. We'll, we'll know a little bit more here in a couple weeks after the bowl game. We may be back in three weeks lamenting a six and seven finish. But you know, it'll be okay. But, you know, the fact of the matter is you see it, you see a big name recruit that's willing to come in and say, you know what? I, I love Texas. I want to be here and, and they're my folks. So it's not just football though. We, we talked about it off the top. It's not just a football school. I think Texas 
is one of those blue blood programs and one of those blue blood schools that that every program is going to be good and and competing for nationals. So let's let's look a little bit at our non-revenue sports quickly. Uh, volleyball lost to Stanford this weekend. Yeah. They were the second ranked team. Um, they were basically ended up playing all away games, even yeah. though they were the the second ranked team. So they uh, they lost to Stanford in the regional final in Palo Alto. It was actually a rematch of the 2016 national championship. Stanford won that one as well. So good season. Ladies continue to represent. I think it's been basically like, what, a decade now that they've been really, really good. So keep that up. Yeah, I think I saw a stat, uh, I believe this is correct, that like seven out of the last nine, if that's not crazy, maybe five out of the last seven. Basically, they've they've been at more than they haven't uh, in the final four um, in, in the volleyball kind of championship run up. So that's incredible to be there every year. That's, you know, when you think of Texas and all the sports, that's where we should be. And, and that's, that's what Del Conte comes in for. Um, and just a bit of a note, I know we're going to talk women's sports a little bit here. I originally read this and thought longtime women's AD Chris Polanski was gone because uh, he, uh, Del Conte, is over uh, men's and women's. Um, but I think it sounds like Polanski's just kind of reshuffling in the org chart and will report up through CDC, but uh, but is still going to be with the with the Texas Athletics Department. That may be one of the 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 most unsung heroes in the Texas Athletic Department is Chris Polanski. She is phenomenal. She's kept Jarrett Elliott around, who's one of the best coaches in the nation yeah. uh, at Texas as, as you know, it's, it's not a volleyball school. It's just not going to be that. So uh, keeping Jared Elliott around is big time. I, you know, Chris Polonsky scares me. I've had some interactions with her, but she's phenomenal at what <laughs> definitely, she does. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> so the women's basketball team, we were, we were, we were really high on them last, last week. Um, they fell to number 11, Tennessee. That was kind of a marquee matchup. That's their mm-hmm. first loss of the season. Uh, they will rebound. They've got kind of a, a murderer's row. They've got a lot of top 25 matchups that, that culminates in January taking on UConn. They'll probably won't be number two still then, but it'll be a number one, number five-ish right. probably at that point. Uh, so that'll be a great, great matchup to watch. And Tennessee's undefeated. They're going to, they are number 11 now, but after that win over Texas, they're probably going to be number three or four in the country. So uh, it's not a bad loss. That's, that's a team that you could end up seeing in the final four that three of those four are UConn, Texas, and Tennessee if all three of those teams play up to their potential. So not a terrible loss, but you hate to see it because the team was flying so high. Yeah, it's definitely a national championship preview, potentially. You could definitely see that, them being two of the last teams standing. So men's basketball got a win in I, I, it's weird. People are like billing it as a revenge game, but <laughs> like Shaka left. So, yeah. uh, they were able to top the, uh, Virginia Commonwealth, uh, Rams, I believe it is. Yeah. 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 Ram, such a, uh, there's like the Hilltoppers and the Rams. I don't know. Yeah. So they're able to top Virginia Commonwealth. Uh, but it was kind of a, a bittersweet. Texas leading scorer, Andrew Jones, left the game with a hairline fracture in his shooting wrist. He's going to lose. He's going to miss uh, at least a few games. Yeah. They're, they're still evaluating what that timetable is going to look like. So, Kyle, what does the loss of Jones do to this Texas team? I mean, it's not good. Anytime you lose your leading score, that has big implications, of course. Um, I think this Texas team is in a much, much better place to handle that this year than they would have been uh, in previous years. There are some other scores on the team. You're going to see uh, some minutes go to some guys um, that, that 
have been behind him because he's been playing so well. Um, the one thing that it that it does do that's rough is it's really going to exacerbate the Longhorns' biggest weakness, which is three-point shooting. If they can get their three-point shooting up, this is a team that right now they're like 27. You know, they're right there in the top of the others receiving votes. But this is the team that's going to have a number next to its name and, and hopefully a low one if they can shoot the three-point. But that's that's been their biggest question mark so far. It's never easy to lose that guy, your best sh- shooter or – I think their best shooter, one of their best shooters at least, and your top scorer. But uh, if there was a time to do it, and it doesn't sound like it's a season-ending injury as long as it doesn't linger, but if there was a time to do it, this isn't terrible. They have a, a, a tough one uh, with Michigan coming to town Tuesday and then a tricky La Tech team, um, I believe, at Tennessee State um, and then Alabama, which is spread out a little bit, and that's four games that they could win without him. The thing is you really want to have him back when they open Big 12 play December 29th, I believe, against Kansas. That's a tough one to open the conference with, and you want every weapon you have at your disposal. I mean, there's 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 tough teams all over this conference. There's really very few that were going to be easy, including that TCU team we talked about. You know, Baylor, very good. Tech, very good. Oklahoma, very good. I think West Virginia, very good. I mean, there's some, there's some teams in this conference that uh, I think we have like four or five teams ranked. So it's never easy, but it's Kansas. Come on, we want to we want to have all everything going and be ready for that. So if hopefully you can get some rest because it is three weeks away, even though it's only four games away. Uh, be back by the end of the year, the calendar year that is to to play Kansas the 29th. The thing that that worries me is that. You know, the outside of Jones, obviously, the leading scorers are the big men. You've got Ostakowski and, and Bamba who are uh, right behind him. And I think his threat on the three-pointer is what opens them up a little bit down low. So that may change the offense, put a little bit more pressure on Snoop Roach to to create mm-hmm. those mismatches and things like that. So I'm I'm interested to see how that works out. But yeah, Kansas in, in a month, hopefully he will be back for that. That'll kind of be like the true litmus test for uh, for this team. And guys, we haven't forgotten about it. Texas Bowl coming up on the 27th. We want to do that preview next week. We don't want it to get too long in the tooth. So that I feel like is a good segue to honoring our favorite tradition, Big Bertha banging the drum. Kyle, what are you banging the drum on this week? Well, I'm going to bang the drum and I'm going to give a little taste uh, here of that bowl preview. Just a, just a little flavor, not giving <laughs> anything away. But if you're thinking about going and I'm in Houston and this is sounding pretty appetizing to me right now, um, this delicious deal, which is called the Fuddruckers Family Pack. Four. <laughs> I won't even give you the price yet. I'll give you all everything that you get before you get this this steal of a price. Side note, we are not sponsored by Fuddruckers, but if you want to send us some gift cards, let us know. Fuddruckers, eat great again. I actually don't know anything what their what their uh, slogan is. We should look that up. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, in the non-sponsored <clears throat> category, you will get four game tickets to the Texas Bowl. You will get four, count them, four hot dogs redeemable at the stadium, four sodas redeemable at the stadium, and four Fuddruckers sandwich vouchers, not redeemable at the stadium. You have to go to a location in Austin, Houston, or San Antonio, all for the steal. (laughs) What a deal. What a deal. What a meal. What a steal. $99. I'm in. 99 US dollars. Here's what's going to happen is Kyle is going to buy this for himself <laughs> and eat four hot dogs and drink four Diet Cokes at the stadium. That's what's going to happen. You know me too well. <laughs> I like it, it's a it's a good deal. It, I mean, I would do it. I think I think your girlfriend may may take a hot dog and a soda. So maybe you do three. She does one. No, she's going to take all four of the Fuddruckers sandwich vouchers because the girl's got good taste. Um, and Fuddruckers <laughs> is as good as a fast food burger if you want to call it fast food or, you know, uh, chain burgers, you can get throw that cheese, that nacho cheese. Oh, goodness. 
I might just have to go now. I need a fight. If there's not a Fuddruckers in Oklahoma, you've, you've done me in. Uh, so we'll, <laughs> we'll go back a little bit to our, our regularly scheduled programming. Um, so my bang the drum this week, Kyle hit on it a little bit. Uh, I've, I've started, I've started dialing in on basketball a little bit. I'm weird. I have to kind of compartmentalize my seasons. Like I'll keep tabs on basketball until football's over. So now football is winding down. I'm starting to dip my toe in the pool. And I was just like, everybody's talking about how bad the Texas, uh, three point shooting is. And I, I, I didn't realize exactly how bad it was uh, until I started looking up these stats. They are number 331 in the nation in three-point shooting. 331. I didn't even know there were that many Division I basketball schools for them to be ranked 331. It it is just – it's asinine for that to be the situation. Let's just name some teams that are ahead of them. Texas Southern Hmm. is ahead of them. Texas State all the, is ahead all of the them. TSUs. Uh, I mean, Tosin is ahead of them. SEMO, Southeast Missouri State, Colgate, Louisiana Monroe. There are like all of the SEC teams are ahead of them. Like these are teams that are ahead of Texas and three. They're behind shooting. a toothpaste. They're behind a toothpaste, whatever the heck Colgate is. So that like that to me, and you said it before. If they can't get the three point shooting down, and I, I, they don't even need to, I don't need them to be hitting, you know, 50% or 60%. I just, I need like 40. Like if you can get into the 40s, like 35, give me 35. Is, Let's start. 35 baby is even, maybe, baby steps. All right. What about Bob? Baby steps. So <laughs> get like just improve. And, and that's what's going to open up, you know, your, your, your biggest threats, you know, Ostakowski and, and Bomba down low. If you get those guys going, I don't know if there are a ton of, of players in the conference that can match up with that one too, like that. If you can get those guys abusing the paint down low, and then teams are going to have to double down, and they're going to kick it out to you. So you've got to hit those threes when it when they come in. So so uh, our our number this week, 3-3-1. Three, three, uh, let's go ahead and try to improve that, fellas, because that is not the Yikes. business. But thank you so much for listening in again this week. Uh, if you like the show, you like what we do, Leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Share this with your friends. Share this with somebody you know loves Texas Longhorn uh, news, sports, and opinions. Kyle, where can the good folks find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on the internet machine at twitter.com. Um, and and on there, I'm at Kyle Carpenter. You can find me at Barking Carnival, where I do the weekly Texas pregamer. One more of those remaining. Um, and you can usually find me at my local Fuddruckers. That's Fuddruckers, the world's greatest hamburgers. Again, we are not sponsored by Fuddruckers. But- yet. Not yet. Send, send us a gift card. Let, let our brother get some of that nacho cheese on those fries. What up? I know you can find me on Twitter. I am at GH Gerdage. You can find the show on Twitter, uh, Longhorn Pod. And you can shoot us an email, LonghornRepublicPod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening in this week. And until next time, hook them. Hook them. Hook em.